Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. The episode runs long. I'll tell you that. It's about twice as long as a regular episode. And there was just no way around it. I've taken the Florida law that's supposedly about not being able to have a vax passport and broke the thing down. Not in every detail, but a lot of detail. And I hope people find it helpful. I think it's going to burst a lot of bubbles or people just get pissed off. I don't really care. I know what the truth is. And people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer, I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth they don't even really want to hear. <laughs> I'm a self-certified master practitioner. I have been for almost 20 years. I gave myself that award. I'm very proud of that. Now, this show may piss some people off. It may not. I don't know. Don't really care. But let's go ahead and get it started because it does run long. So I thought I would do a show about this new law in Florida because people are so interested in this idea that you're not going to be allowed to have a vax passport. They've outlawed it. Oh, we're free going forward. Freedomville. (laughs) So I thought I would do a show about it. I pulled the actual text of the bill up and I read through it. I didn't read every little line of it, but the way the construction of it is currently on the PDF that I hope I remember to attach to this, it shows underlining, which indicates something that's a new addition and strike through, which indicates something that has been eliminated from the previous bill. It's not a brand new bill. It's a bill and now a law that already existed regarding this emergency management crap. And it's got a bunch of stuff in there, but (laughs) if you think this type of thing is going to save you, you are falling for the controlled opposition, distraction, time-wasting, load of shit that is the Republican Party. They are not on your side. They're not there to help you. Now, I debated whether or not I was going to do this as a video so people could see the actual text, but I decided I'm just going to attach it and people can pull it up and look at it because I'm going to read some of the text anyway. Maybe end up reading a lot of the text. And from looking at how long this thing is with different miscellaneous changes and stuff, eh, probably not going to fit into my standard show length And I'll decide as I get through it whether or not I'm going to put the sort of second part of it into my Patreon account or whether or not I'm going to go ahead and put it out in public. So anyway, let's go ahead and get started because it's there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. And I would just say that right off the top of my head, unfortunately, this looks an awful lot like this thing I would expect, which is it's a roadmap. It's just a roadmap for how to do it in the future. And when you start seeing some of the stuff that's in here, you're going to be, I think, not that excited about it. It's true they have something in there about COVID-19 passports or vaccination proof or some crap like that. But it's super, super weak. And uh, there's so many issues with this, just so many. The vast majority of this thing involves how to make sure that you can sort of have a transparent accounting and auditing system for all the stuff that's being spent during what they are clearly anticipating is future events of these emergencies that run on and on. 
So if you think they're about getting rid of that, they're not. They're just they've built in a new system so that anybody who tries to challenge it in the courts is going to end up with a loser, and which is just exactly what I expected. And there'll be more amendments and adjustments to things like this moving forward in all the states as these cases percolate up through the federal courts and ultimately the, the U.S. Supreme Court pretends to have the authority to tell everybody what must happen. And then everyone will just write their laws and amend their laws to comply with the made-up crap that's then on the books. And this thing is packed full of Barnum statements. Anyone who doesn't know what that is, a Barnum statement is something that sounds like it means something very specific, but in fact it just means something very specific to you. And they can never get agreement about what it actually means. And that's pretty much all the law ever is. And so it's... And let's go ahead and move the thing forward, and I'll start looking at the stuff that actually matters in here. Change certain things. They've added a couple things, and here's one of the very first ones that appears. It shows as paragraph four under some a thousand different things. I can't read each one of them, but it's basically about how the emergency will be, and here's one of the things they've added. It's further the intent of the legislature to minimize the negative effects of an extended emergency, such as a pandemic or another public health emergency. Wow, that, that doesn't sound good. That, does, that sounds like they're anticipating having more and more of these, quote, extended emergencies. They're not saying they're totally ridiculous and outrageous. In fact, all this stuff ends up codifying all the bullshit we got out of the CDC and these other fake health administrations, and it just tells them how to make sure that their stupid uh, made-up crap can be law. So let's continue. The legislature recognizes there are significant negative impacts on children and families associated with school closures during a public health emergency such as the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, The legislature also recognizes significant negative impacts of such emergencies on the economy due to business closures. So you hear this? See? So it's not like they're not going to close businesses in the future. It's not like they're not going to close schools. They're just showing people this is the way we have to do it in the future in order to make sure that the stuff's all copacetic. So your court attempts to attack it will all fail. So they're basically codifying the right to close your business, make you wear a mask, and uh, socially distance. You'll see it's further inside here. So the idea that stuff's going away is fantasy. The idea that you're ever going to have some kind of actual case, investigation, anything else into the legitimacy of any of these things, forget the constitutionality, forget any of the health actual effects, all that stuff's getting washed away with legislation like this, trust me. Then it continues in paragraph five. It's further the intent of the legislature that all aspects of emergency preparedness, response, and recovery be made transparent to the public to the greatest extent possible. Okay, so it's all about transparency. And it's not even transparency when you read on through. All it really means is they have to file this thing in a system that's searchable within a certain number of days after they announce all this stupid bullshit. It doesn't really have to show much of anything else. It just has to list out the reasons. So you can see this is all building in the fact that this thing moving forward, this is all going to be happening moving forward. They even define personal protective equipment in the definitions now. <laughs> so you can just forget any of these things, the mask and all of who God knows what else is coming, goggles. Anything could come. See, they're not, they're not actually uh, protecting you. They're, in effect, enshrining the insanity that went on with, in effect, a roadmap for how they're going to do it. Here we go is another one. You have to include a public health emergency plan 
by the Department of Health. So you have they have to create this public emergency plan. This is about as ridiculous as these ADA plans that the states and localities and municipalities were all required quotes around it to do in the early 90s. Most of them have never even done any of them. Just a plan to supposedly come into compliance. None of them have. There are curbs and sidewalks, everything's shit. None of this stuff's been done. And this will be the same thing, that they'll create this document. As I said, months and months and months and months ago, this is all they'll do. They'll create a document that then fits with these requirements, and they'll say this is their emergency plan. You really won't be able to challenge the emergency plan. It'll just be something that's been codified, and the only person that will really have any right to complain about it will be the legislature or the state attorney general, and we saw how much help they are. They're no help at all. So you're gonna, now you're going to get this plan, <laughs> this made-up plan, okay? And it's all about mitigating these health disasters and making sure that there's enough supplies on hand. Remember the ventilator bullshit? Oh, now you're going to have audits. You're going to have all these different things that's just going to have a whole other set of bureaucratic load of shit that they'll be signing off on and checking and investigating themselves and approving. That's all this is about. That's all this is about so far. So I just keep scrolling down, scrolling down. Page 8, anyone who's trying to scroll down. Okay, now we're on page 9. And this is another one of these things that's been uh, improved. Is they have to, the list of private entities shall be available to the public. Let me, I'm going to read a little bit ahead of time. So under T, it says, maintain an inventory list of generators owned by the state and local governments. So this is what they supposedly have to do. This is not additional, but then under U, which is afterwards, another thing it says, acquire and maintain a supply of personal protective equipment owned by the state for use by state agencies and to assist local government and private sector. When determined to be necessary by the state coordinating officer in meeting safety needs during a declared emergency. You hear that? <laughs> so you're right back to the same thing. There's some kind of state coordinating officer who's creating this supposed demand and need that they're then going to check on this at different equipment. It's, all, it's just all utter horseshit. This is not there to protect you. <laughs> this is all about maintaining a bureaucratic system to enslave you and to control you and restrict you with these made-up things. There's not a damn thing in here about them having to prove anything. They just have to state it. So they just come up with this stuff, and you'll see as I read through this thing, that what they go back to is as long as this stuff is consistent with federal or state guidelines, health guidelines. In other words, if Tony Fauci and the CDC say it's necessary and they issue these guidelines and the state mirrors those guidelines and those guidelines require masks and business closing and social distancing and anything else, that that's all that's necessary, that that meets this statutory requirement. See, so you're not protected in any way by this. He don't give you any rights. There's no personal right to sue anybody provided in here. None. There's just something, some vague statement later on about how it's a $5,000 supposed fine up to a $5,000 can be issued, by the, apparently by the state, because a fine's not a, something you can sue for in a personal matter that has to do with that ridiculous so-called COVID-19 not having a vax passport. There's nothing else in here. There's no other additional rights that individuals get to sue the state, require proof, anything else. Nothing's provided. There's no attorney's fee provision so that the people could file. And if the state had failed to do something, that they would be able to then collect the attorney's fees and a fine and a personal payoff. There's no incentive at all to make sure any of this stuff is being done. 
It's all just right back to the, the state will investigate the state and oversee the state, and the state will tell you whether or not they've been overseen and whether or not they're complying. That's all this all this is. It's just utter shit. So here's another one. Going to delegate as necessary and appropriate authority vested in it, which is just this same political horseshit, that the duration of each such delegation or subdelegation during an emergency may not exceed 60 days. However, a delegation or subdelegation may be renewed during the emergency as necessary. Does language like that sound like it's going to help you? <laughs> this is sort of quintessential legalese horseshit that screws you, that just allows the courts and everybody else to hide in a million different ways with these different delegations and subdelegations that exceed 60 days but have to be renewed. And all. It's all utter horseshit. See, it's all utter horseshit. Got another one here, a report in Section X, talking about how the report has to include emergency management capabilities. This is just... This is a load of shit. This is just a governmental way to spend money under a bureaucracy to produce thousand-page reports that mean nothing, that there's no evidence for, that you don't have any right to complain about, that supposedly get entered into the record whenever there's a trial, and they just get accepted as proof that they're in compliance with the law, and they screw you from any possible challenge. <laughs> uh, let's keep going here. There we go. Special needs. Talking about special needs. This is trying to address these ADA issues that might have come up. So I'm, I'm currently on page 10, and it just says that during a public health emergency, which physical distancing is necessary. See, they're already building in the fact that that could be necessary in the future, as determined by the state health officer. So physical distancing can now be determined by the state health officer. Got it? Same with the mask and everything else. They're codifying these rights to do this shit to everybody. The division must maintain information on special needs shelter options that mitigate the threat of the spread of infectious diseases. Ah, oh, okay. So, again, just some written down shit like Tony Fauci would say, follow the science. This is just, in effect, codifying, follow the science, made up nonsense. So that's what, that's what you get now. That's what you get. <laughs> and if people will run around and point to this stuff and imagine that it's some kind of uh, a protection and that Florida is surely showing us the way. I'm telling you right now how this is going to be used. It's a roadmap. That's what this is. It's a roadmap for how to screw you. That's all it is. So let's see this. Ensuring availability of emergency supplies. We know what this means, right? What if they don't do it? What if it's not happened? What happens? They'll just go back and just say they're going to have an investigation and they'll rewrite the statute or they'll find somebody and they'll maybe they'll fire or maybe they'll change administrative rules. They'll find out that they screwed up. None of this stuff gets happened because there's no private cause of action being allowed in here so that the individuals themselves can go forward and make a buttload of money by making sure the state's complying with these supposed laws. See, that's the only way you could ever have any oversight, is you have to incentivize the living crap out of lawyers and people to go after the state so they could get a big pile of money at the end of it if the state's not doing what it claims it will do. Well, all these things are is just the state overseeing the state. It's just all made-up bullshit. It's no protection at all, that's all. <laughs> Here's one about executive orders they've uh, amended. I think I'm on page, uh, I'm page 12 at this point if someone wants to look at it. Section B. I, got, I don't even know all the subsections I'm in now. I'm not going to bother keeping that. Nobody will be able to keep up with that. So here's what it says. The uh, added part now is an executive order, a proclamation, 
or a rule must be limited to a duration of not more than 60 days and may be renewed as necessary during the duration of the emergency. Okay, got it? So now you're still going to have an order, a proclamation, or a rule. So you're still going to have all the same kind of confusion, but it's only going to last for 60 days. Oh, but then it can be renewed as necessary. <laughs> if renewed, the order, proclamation, or rule must specifically state which provisions are being renewed. Well, they already do that kind of thing in most states. There's, there's nothing to that. that. doesn't really give you any protection. All it does is just say, I'm going to continue to jack you over with the masks, the business closing, the school closings, and they'll specifically list those. It doesn't say that they have to be proved up in some way and that you can challenge them in some way. It's just showing you that this is all they have to do in order to have the so-called power. One of the provisions in here says that these uh, so-called executive orders have the force and effect of law and that the legislature could override it itself. But in other words, he's just giving future governors the power to lock you into your house, make you wear a mask, close your business, all these things for 60 days and then to extend it on. And they discuss ones in here that last longer than a year, <laughs> longer than a year, emergencies that could run on longer than a year. Think about that. So if you think these legislators are stepping up to protect you, you're just wrong. And it's because people don't understand how these things work. They don't understand how these legislative acts are just packed full of Barnum statements, um, utterly horseshit. We still haven't even gotten anything that, that requires them to do anything except comply with these statutes. There's not one thing in here yet that requires any kind of actual proof. It just requires a specific statement of what they want to do. Well, that's not proof. It doesn't require any way that you can make them show you proof. All it says ultimately is it talks about how if it follows state and federal guidelines, that it's, that's all that's necessary. So again, bureaucrats dreaming shit up that you have no control over, that issue these so-called rules and regulations that then you have to follow. That's what this is all about. Let's look at some of these other. I'm still on the same page. If the governor declares by executive order or proclamation that the emergency requires closure, of a restricted in-person attendance at K-12 public schools, executive order or proclamation must contain specific reasons for those determinations, and he or she must review and reassess the situation regularly. I mean, listen, listen to how utterly vague and ridiculous that is. Must contain specific reasons. Okay. Well, they can just list them out. It doesn't have any proof for them. They can just say they did. They all do that anyway. In my state, they did. Oh, because there's an emergency and because uh, the CDC has found the such and such. Those are all reasons, specific reasons why they have to do it. Okay, so that's it. That would, that would meet all these standards. And they must review and reassess the situation regularly. Listen to that. It's just a Barnum statement. Ambiguous load of shit. What does it mean to review and reassess? What does it mean? Some committee you've never heard of, made up of a bunch of fucking people from the vax industry dreaming some shit up. They meet, quote, regularly. You think the court's going to step in and interpret that strictly and strongly against the state? No. It's, they're going to they're gonna give them a rubber stamp. <laughs> That's all. That's all this is. Uh... Here, here's another one. It's, uh, it's just repeating the same thing. If the governor declares by executive order or proclamation that the emergency requires businesses to restrict their operations or close, say, so they had schools, now they have businesses. Same thing. Has to contain specific reasons and must review and reassess. See? It's just shit. See, they're, they're setting it up so they can do this stuff to you whenever they want and let it run on as long as they want. And you won't have any ability to really get any kind of so-called redress from the courts. It's a fantasy anyway, but it's following the exact same pattern I expected. These are roadmaps. 
they spent the last year coming up with how they can make sure they write laws so that when you go to try to challenge them, one, you'll have basically no way to challenge them. Two, it'll all be on your own dime and you'll end up losing in the end anyway. And three, the courts will have every kind of piece of information and phrase in here to be able to do it, just to uphold it all. <laughs> uh, let's look at some more of this stupid crap. This is all so damn ridiculous. There's a thing on here you can look at. Like I said, it's all talk about the transparency. All it is is something that they have to load it into some trans into some system where you can search it so you can make sure you understand all the different complex rules and proclamations and orders that are out there, which ones may or may not apply to you. So it has to be put into a searchable format. They give themselves all this time in the world, too. Five days after the issuance. Five days? It should be fucking five minutes. Why does it take five days to load something in? Ridiculous. <laughs> Absurd. <laughs> uh, let's keep looking at all this stupid crap. Oh, my gosh. Just stupid shit. Trans audits. See, they're worried about audits. Transparency audits. They have all these different rules of when it exceeds 90 days. So the emergency is exceeding 90 days. No discussion about the fact that what went on all last year was never an emergency. They don't address any of that. They don't address anything. See? They don't address anything. Just more crap about what has to happen. Here's the language, and it's on page 14. It says, once an emergency exceeds one year, the Auditor General shall conduct a financial audit of all associated expenditures and a compliance audit of all associated contracts entered into, blah, blah, blah. doesn't matter. See, they're already anticipating it could exceed a year. <laughs> you have to have an annual audit while you're trapped in your house. Government will make sure that the contracts is handing out all the horse shit, the behind-the-scenes bullshit meets all their special requirements. <laughs> Uh, it's funny to me that people fall for their stuff. You know, they don't hear anything about it. You know, this more just stupid shit about baseline preparedness and all this crap. It's just, just made up. Here it is. Here's another one that they have to do. Another bureaucratic load of shit. It's on C, supposedly section C, and it's on page 15. It says, these divisions that are setting up all this made up shit. By December 31st, 2022, so they have a year and a half, each agency must update its plan to include provisions related to preparedness for pandemics and other public health emergencies. Each agency plan must be updated as needed to remain consistent with the state public health emergency management plan. See this? So you're just going to have all these endless plans that each locality is going to have a plan and your state's going to have a plan. You're talking about something that's totally impossible to oversee. The very fact that this ridiculous law runs on for pages, it's like 20-something pages, this law. All the specific shit they're writing down. It's ridiculous. They literally just... they have the ability in their minds to simply order anything, write anything down, make it whatever they want, and you have no recourse at all against all this insanity. None. The people run around imagining this stuff makes sense. It's just so silly to me. Let's see. This is just more stupid shit. I don't care about any of that. Just more governmental authority. Here it is. As used in this subsection, the term emergency order means an order or ordinance issued or enacted by a political subdivision in response to an emergency pursuant to this chapter that limits the rights or liberties of individuals or businesses within the political subdivision. The term does not apply to orders issued in response to hurricanes or other weather-related emergencies. You see that? See that? That's all added. Okay, see? So these emergencies that aren't about hurricanes, which are actual emergencies in Florida, 
nah, this doesn't apply to those. Nah, this is about these other bullshit made up pandemic fakes emergencies where they close your business and make you wear a mask. That's where all this shit's being covered up for. See? All right, let's see. And here's where they give the standard. This is very funny. It's right after it. So I'm on page 17, still reading. Now I'm in section B. It's the intent of the legislature to minimize the negative effects of an emergency order issued by a political subdivision. Oh, sure it is. Notwithstanding any other law, an emergency order issued by a political subdivision must be, and here's where they give the standard, must be narrowly tailored to serve a compelling public health or safety purpose. That is directly out of Supreme Court language. That is a that is a typical standard review. And if you listen to it, that it must be narrowly ta- tailored to serve a compelling public health or safety purpose. That is just one gigantic Barnum statement. What does it mean to be narrowly tailored? What does it mean to serve a compelling public health or safety purpose? What does it mean? This is all made up. See, is it, this is all built in now so that the court can simply rubber stamp it and say, we find that it's narrowly tailored to serve a compelling public health or safety purpose. Blah, that's it. Now you're screwed. It continues, any such emergency order must be limited in duration, applicability, and scope in order to reduce any infringement on individual rights or liberties to the greatest extent possible. Again, just another gigantic Barnum statement. What does this mean? This is the perfect example of a roadmap. The political entity will simply parrot this kind of wording in their order. They'll list things that claim that it supports this supposed limited duration, applicability, and scope, and trying to prevent any infringement on individual rights, and that it's narrowly tailored. They'll just use language like this exactly as I said before. This is exactly what they'll do. And they'll, so every order that comes up will just be easily rubber stamped and approved by the courts by simply looking at it every single time. Then they have some other thing where it can only run on for seven days if it's a local matter. But the governor at any time can simply step in and continue to extend the thing as long as he wants. As long as he meets these silly specific requirements that doesn't give you any right to challenge. So we just keep going on here. I know it's long, but it's just so silly. You know what I mean? (laughs) Here's another one. That's a very funny one. This is all about how they're supposedly protecting you. Page 19. This is about the transparency so you can look up whatever crazy shit's on there. Again, these emergency ordinances must be available on a dedicated web page. Wow, thank you. Accessible through a conspicuous link on the political subdivision's homepage. Wow, this is the fantastic transparency you get. You get to see the incredible tyranny. You get to be able to find it and search it whenever you want. So you can see how they're fucking you over at every turn. You get to see. You have that right. That's your right. You're free. You get to see that. They have to do that. (laughs) Uh, Here's another one. Let's look at this one on the curfew. An order issued by a political subdivision pursuant to this section, which imposes a curfew, okay, restricting the travel or movement of persons during designated times, must nonetheless allow persons to travel during the curfew to their places of employment to report for work and to return to their residences after work has concluded. Wow, thank you legislature for allowing me to go to work, even if you're gonna impose some other kind of curfew. This is the kind of thing that people pass off as though Florida's a free state. Listen to this insanity. Some political subdivision could just pass a curfew made based on bullshit, travel restrictions. Then no discussion of how unconstitutional all this is. Where's your freedom? The only thing they have to do is they have to make sure they allow you to report for work. <laughs> of course, the state's collecting the taxes. They want to keep doing it. They want to just have you go to work and have to run back home and sit in your house. This is incredible that people talk about this like freedom. 
It's just moronic to me, beyond belief moronic. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Here's another one. Here's another one of these stupid fucking plans they're coming up with. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm on page 20 now. All right, 20 pages into all this horse shit. The department, some Department of Health horse shit, shall prepare and maintain a state public health emergency management plan to serve as a comprehensive guide to public health emergency response in the state. You think that sounds like something that's going to help you? Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, legal man? <laughs> well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now let's get back to the show. The department, some Department of Health horseshit shall prepare and maintain a state public health emergency management plan to serve as a comprehensive guide to public health emergency response in the state. You think that sounds like something that's going to help you? Some giant governmental comprehensive plan to control you in when they, whenever they decide it's an emergency. <laughs> the department shall develop the plan in collaboration with the Division of Emergency Management. Just endless government. Other executive agencies with functions relevant to public health emergencies, district medical examiners, national and state public health experts, and ensure that it integrates and coordinates with the public health emergency management plans and programs of the federal government. Listen to this shit. Now, how does anybody think this is going to help them? This is a gigantic federal bureaucracy being used by the state bureaucracies to create more state bureaucracies to tell you that they're going to have plans that's going to comprehensively do anything. When has the state plan, government plans, ever worked to comprehensively do shit that helps you? It doesn't. This is going to screw you. The people are running around acting like this is some kind of fantastic deal. <laughs> It goes on and on, talks about all the different plan it has to do. They don't ever plan shit. They spent tens of billions, probably hundreds of billions of dollars prior to 2020 in all these supposed plans for what can happen if there's a pandemic or if there's some kind of planned strike with a virus against the United States. There's been endless amounts of planning about that. And committees and meetings and white papers and everything else have been written. And what did they do? Nothing. It was total chaos. Nothing happened. It all was shit. You think these governments are going to be able to plan for this stuff? You're kidding yourself. You think they're even going to try to tell you the truth about their real plans? You're kidding yourself. But the people will point to this and act like it's some big fucking deal. They're going to be protected. <laughs> ah, here we go. Here's another great one. This one's really important, I think. This is another great example of how they're screwing you and making sure that the state and the government are the people who are in charge of all this shit. So on page 21... Top of the page, section C. The state health officer, upon declaration of a public health emergency, shall establish by order the method and procedure for identifying reported cases and deaths involving the infectious disease or other occurrence identified as the basis for the declared public emergency. Got it? 
See that? So the state health officer is going to dream up the methods and procedures for identifying this stuff and for reporting the deaths. So it's just going to be the same kind of things we saw from the CDC. And, oh, they died with COVID. And then it's just this vague thing. So we're putting in the hands of the government, this corrupt government, this unelected load of shit state health official is going to get to dream up whatever the methods and procedures are. So you can just forget any kind of challenge against this legally in the future. They don't give you any right to challenge them. That's where it should be right here. And any individual shall have the right to challenge these bases and to, with such and such and the attorney's fees and the, and the fine if they find it to have been arbitrary or not based in, you know, on and on, nothing. There's no standard there. See, all it says is this. The method and procedure must be consistent with any standard developed by the federal government specific to the declared emergency, or if the federal standards do not exist, must be consistent with public health best practices as identified by the state health officer. That just means that the methods and procedures have to be whatever Tony Fauci and the corrupt CDC decide. Or if they haven't decided something, whatever your corrupt version of the state health officer, Tony Fauci, decides. That's what it is. That's the protection you get. Nothing about individuals, no challenge, no standards, nothing. Just bullshit. Just a way to lock you down. It continues. During the pendency of a public health emergency, the department is the sole entity responsible for the collection and official reporting and publication of cases and deaths. Okay, so you can just forget doing anything else. The only thing the courts are going to look at is that information right there. So if they just dream up some cooked up standards and then they keep the records, that's it. You're not going to be able to challenge jack shit in, in the courts. Nothing continues. The state health officer, by order or emergency rule, may ensure necessary assistance from licensed health care providers in carrying out this function and may request the assistance of district medical examiners in performing this function. Got it? So licensed health care providers have to comply with this shit, otherwise they're going to yank your license. So when they dream up these fake-ass rules, okay, and they, they have these methods and procedures that are shit, and the doctors, the independent ones who are still around, have the balls to stand up, well, they're, not gonna, they're all going to lose their license. If they don't want to comply because the law requires they will comply. See, this is the way these kinds of things actually get used. People are going to run around and tell me all about the fucking freedom thing else on uh, Twitter. I'm just not going to have any tolerance for it. It's just idiotic, you know. They just can't see what's going on. Okay, so let's go here to the final part. So I'm going to be able to get this done, it looks like. Yeah, ran way over, but... Yeah, I, I just think it's necessary to keep it all together. I've kind of decided. But here's the final parts we're at right now, and that is that this is the COVID vaccine issue, and what do they actually say about it? It's on page 22. Now it's been codified into 381.00316, and it's called COVID-19 vaccine documentation. All right? One, a business entity, as defined in their sections, Include any business operating the state may not require patrons or customers to provide any documentation certifying COVID-19 vaccination or post-infection recovery to gain access to entry upon or service from the business operations in this state. This subsection does not otherwise restrict businesses for instituting screening protocols consistent with authoritative or controlling government issue guidance to protect public health. That's the supposed great protection you've got. <laughs> this is the great protection. Well, they hadn't been talking about COVID-19 throughout the rest of the uh, statute as amended. They just talk about public health emergencies. So they're not giving you exemption from uh, vaccine documentation for any public health emergency, just from COVID-19. So from COVID-20, you don't have any protection at all. 
<laughs> you see that they switched the wording here and narrowed this protection down to just COVID-19. And by doing that, you have all sorts of things that you have to understand, which is one of the things is if they specifically choose a word like that, they chose it for a reason. That's what the courts will interpret. That they could have said a pandemic health emergency, but they didn't. They said COVID-19. So that vaccination uh, restriction, pass, all this crap, it's limited to only COVID-19. That's it. And so as soon as there's another so-called pandemic health emergency declared by Tony Fauci or anybody in the state of uh, Florida that's one of these governmental uh, public health officials, well, then you don't have any protection from it. Why would they draw it like that? Why would they draw it so narrowly when the rest of it is so general, right? They give themselves power and all this authority in a very general way, and then they give protection in this very narrow way. It's a very, very narrow way. And the thing uh, uh, also says that nothing prevents them from instituting screening protocols. So what does this mean? This is wide open as to what can happen. All they are not allowed to do right here is to they demand that you produce some kind of documentation vaccination or post-infection recovery documentation okay doesn't require anything else just says documentation well what if it's not documentation they're requiring they don't ask you for documentation they just ask you and if you won't tell them then they can have this other protocol that they can insist on which is consistent with the so-called authoritative or controlling governmental issuance guidelines (laughs) all you got is documentation for COVID-19 documentation that's it nothing else not asking, not separating people out who refuse to you know, answer, nothing. There's nothing in there. There's nothing about that. If you just read the actual statute, there it is. I just read it to you. It cannot require patrons or customers to provide any documentation certifying COVID-19 vaccination or post-infection recovery. Okay. Well, they're not requiring documentation. They're just asking you. <laughs> they're not requiring documentation. If you don't want to answer, that's fine. Then they have these other things they'll institute. There's nothing that prevents the implementation just like that. And it's only on COVID-19, and that's going to disappear because the next stuff that rolls out is not going to be COVID-19. They're going to call it something else, and none of this will even apply moving forward. See, None of this will even apply moving forward. This is the kind of way that the statutes and the regulations they're never going to help you. See, when you have a 20-something page long law, that's not there to help you. That's there to screw you. There are no laws that run on and on. And this isn't even that long a law. I've seen laws that are hundreds of pages. It doesn't make any difference. This doesn't make any difference. (laughs) It's not going to help you. I just ran through it very quickly. I could have spent a lot more time on each one of these kinds of things, but it gives you an idea of the way they're going to go about screwing you. And that's why I just, these people who want to tell me about voting and the Republicans and they're standing up and DeSantis is helping, and this, it's not. The statue sucks. It's not helpful. It sucks. <laughs> and if you ever lose the governorship, which you usually could in Florida because they're turning that state as blue as possible, well, then you're going to have, this thing is going to lock you down like nothing you've ever known. <laughs> and they'll be, oh, it's being abused. Oh, it's being abused. It's not being abused. I'm telling you how it's being written right now. Right? Because the people are just so naive. They're so naive about the way the stuff works. And the controlled opposition uh, in media doesn't tell people the truth. See, I tell people the truth. That's why people don't like hearing what I have to say. <laughs> because what I have to say is not up, upbeat and positive. Oh, we're, we're winning. We're going to get organized. We're going to take it back in 2022, 2024. Just loads of shit. I've been practicing law for more than 30 years. I can read this stuff and know exactly what's going to happen. And I told everybody what was coming. 
And that's what's coming. So, well, the show ran over, like I said, it ran over a bunch and that's okay. I decided to keep it all one thing as I was reading through it, just because I know even if I just put it in my Patreon, the people in my Patreon would just want me to release it. <laughs> so I try to, you know, I try to do some stuff for them. And this is an important issue and it's a longer show. I get it. It's a longer show. I could have broken it into two shows, could have done all sorts of stuff, but I think it's helpful to keep it all together. And if someone wants to follow along, they can just kind of scroll along and see where it is. And you can read it yourself, and you'll see what happens. So, All right, well, that's it. I'm done for today. Uh, if you like what I have to say, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Law Review. You can listen to my show. I've got more than 100 free shows out there. i got a ton of stuff on my Patreon as well that's not out in the public. But people should be able to catch on. And the reality is, you know, most people, they don't understand the system. I tell them the truth about the way the legal system works, and it takes a while, you know, I really want to thank the people on my Patreon who support me because I don't want to burn out on this. I want to be able to tell people the truth because it takes a long time for it to percolate through the system at all and for people to keep hearing it. And I appreciate people who support my effort and and respect my time for what I do because what I do takes a lot of time and it took a lot of experience to be able to even do it. There's very few people in the United States who can even do what I do. This is the reality. And they aren't going to speak up like me so so that's it so I'm going to wrap the show up you guys have been a great audience everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are take care thank you everybody let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man great show thanks so much I get to take your service on the way out more quash more quash